0: Good evening and thank you for tuning in to Rev. I'm Lori Enright and David and I are so excited that you've joined us. Our prayer is that this show will rev up and revolutionize your life, work week, and your faith. As you may know, Crimer's Beer House experienced an unfortunate fire and is currently rebuilding. In the meantime, we are so grateful to those who are for their street and for keeping Rev alive in your life. Special thanks to Conservative Financial Solutions and Harrison Tax and Accounting for supporting this show and God's ministry. Please support these local businesses. Sit back and relax and thank you for joining us on Rev.
1: Hey, David Vaughn here. No, I'm kidding. It's not David Vaughn. It's Micah Oder from Whitewater Crossing and and you are tuning into Rev on Sunday night. Glad that you're joining us. And I'm here with, as always, uh, Lori. Hi. Lori Enright's with us. And David is uh, unable to make it this week. He's uh, had a little bit of other stuff in his schedule. So I'm filling in for David. And with us also tonight is Connor Doyle, who spoke today at Whitewater Crossing. Connor, glad you're here today. Yes, I am pumped to be here. I'm really excited. All right. Well, before we do anything else, Lori, uh, get us started. What are we? What are well, we? What are we doing here? Well,
0: we don't know what we're doing. David left us, and so now we're just kind of flying on the cuff. So we hope that you um, you enjoy what we have for you tonight. But we'll talk about a little bit of business here as we do in the beginning. Um, of course, we want to thank our show sponsors. Um, as most of our listeners know. There was a fire at Kreimer's Beer House. So while they're rebuilding, which I was there recently and saw a lot of the new construction. You got to and, go inside yeah, behind the curtain. Yeah, I, I wow. got to go inside. It smells very like fresh, stained everything. You know that yeah, smell when you lacquer awesome. things? And it smells very clean and new. And they were showing me what's going to be new and, and that. So it is coming along. They're um, still projected for that May opening. So we will be following that. Um, In the meantime, we've had some awesome people step up to sponsor the show. We had Steve Sinoco and BP helped us out. And for the next few months, we have um, the help of Conservative Financial Solutions and Harrison Tax and Accounting. CSF is in Harrison and then the Harrison Tax and Accounting has offices (laughs) in Harrison and they have a new office on Walnut Street in Lawrenceburg. So they can help you with your taxes, your payroll, uh, your wealth management, investing. Um, So definitely call Roger Ford and his staff there uh, for any of those services.
1: I'll just say they do my taxes
0: they and do and uh, no ones you don't have the IRS and then letters are showing up
1: uh, not so far although don't hear not not so that's good <laughs> let's not test that <laughs> I haven't done my I need to get my 2018 done yet I haven't done my 2018 <sighs> but uh, I'm behind slackers that's it are you already done (laughs) i'm done good for you
0: he's ahead of the curve that's it
1: it makes us look bad
0: um but some things we have coming up at whitewater crossing uh we have the crimers fish fry night so that's every friday during lent have you had the fish
1: i haven't had it uh this time i've had Uh, his fish fry in the past and it's a pretty good fish now it's not i should say that that whitewater is just the location it's not a whitewater event the funds don't go to whitewater it's just uh we love uh our street and uh we try to help anybody on our street we can and and the beer house is just up the road from from whitewater crossing and so uh this is just something to to help kind of the beer house keep going and doing their thing and uh so and so far, what I've heard is it's been awesome. Yeah, so, repping rep 128,
2: absolutely. Yeah. I, so uh, me and my wife, Abby, got a chance to go uh, this past Friday, and the fish is out of this world. It, it is always really is, really awesome. Oh, always and, is. And the fries are, like, so addicting. You eat one, and you just can't stop, you know. Yeah. So it, it, it is really good. Um, yeah, I hear first one was over like 500, I think, and then the second one was even more than that. Oh,
0: that's awesome. And I think that's a great point that, yes, so this this fish fry is to help Mark keep his staff employed during this time. Basically, yeah. I mean, really, that's it. So talk about being for your street and your neighbors, that this, yeah, zero dollars are coming to the church for this. It's just a host location, but it's a great opportunity if you like fish fries and you've been kind of on the fence about visiting Whitewater, this would be a, a great time to come when you can just visit the building, walk around, see you know, what the campus looks like and meet some people. No pressure. So, yeah, definitely come out and support that over the coming weeks.
1: And get your fish.
0: And get your fish. And you can tune in and listen to us because we're giving away tickets. So you can even come for free if you win. I'm for uh, that. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, uh, today was uh, we you know as you know, Lori, we're we're continuing our series on religion stinks, and I know that uh, we had an ad on your website a while back, and somebody called up the web, called up your, your uh, radio show and said, "Hey, I think I think somebody hacked your website. There's a yeah. thing on there that says religion stinks." <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, that was
0: like literally that ad had only it hadn't even been posted for 24 hours, and someone thought that our website got hacked and they just didn't know if they could click or not. So I had to explain I said actually that's an ad for a church and paid for by a church. So you can elaborate a little bit more yeah. on that cuz it's not well, really we're not saying that per se.
1: Yeah, let, let's talk, let's just unpack that a little bit. So what we what we mean when we say that is that the the natural tendency of the human heart always goes goes towards legalism and religiosity, right? And so just I like that word. I wanna, I, yeah, sometimes you got to add a few extra syllables to make things sound smarter, right? <laughs> Religiosity. No, legalism. And and I think all of us have at one time or another been in some sort of a legalistic system, whether it's a church, or a uh, a food group, or an exercise thing. Like we, the natural heart uh, tendency of the human heart is just towards legalism. But the problem with that is that legalism kills everything it touches. And so the if we're being honest, we have to admit that that happens a lot in the church as well. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at Jesus, when you look at the person of Jesus and what we know about him from the accounts from his, uh, from his life, we know that, uh, he was trying to get people into something that's like dynamic and personal and, um, and really has to do with not just an outward appearance of goodness, Mm -hmm. but actually changing who we are in on the inside. And, um, and even though that's the case, we still see again and again and again in church history, and probably in our own history, that uh, it's easy for us to lapse back into this thing of like looking good on the outside and um, and having this appearance, uh, what the New Testament calls ap- appearance of godly religion, but denying its power. And so this whole uh, this whole series, we're just kind of diving into that and looking at the ways that that re- that this. Religion, but what we really mean is like legalism and this kind of thing. It just it changes what God is trying to do in us. And we're uh, for the, if you're a Christian or if you've if you kind of grew up in the church, you kind of know some church stuff. We're we're tying a lot of this to uh, Paul's letter to the church in Galatia, which if you've got a Bible is the book of Galatians. And so that is um, kind of our source text as we're unpacking this idea. So today, Connor, uh, I thought I hit it out of the park. And so, Connor, tell us a little bit, sum up for those who weren't there. I think most people in Eagle Country, So we got some, I know, that are, that are listening in the morning and then listening at night, but I think most of our uh, audience probably was not there for you this morning. And uh, so, kind of give us a, a recap of what are the big ideas that you were kind of kind of trying to bring across this morning.
2: Yeah, so uh, backtrack a couple of months ago. They asked me to speak in in this uh, sermon series on religion stinks. And they're like, okay, we want you to talk about religion stinks because it's a buzzkill. It's like, oh, awesome. That's great. And then (laughs) so after like working on it and then after sharing uh, uh, the message this morning, man, just had a lot of fun, right? And just reflecting, uh, especially this past week, uh, just on how... Um, fun it is, and how fun it should be um, to to follow Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. To and I I, I, I don't mean to sound like over spiritual when I say follow Jesus, but just simply like believing that there really was a man named Jesus, that he really was here, and that and and that we're gonna follow like the stuff that he said, right? Like what you said mm-hmm. in his gospel accounts, and so. Um, so yeah, I can remember um, growing up talking about religion. I can remember growing up in my own story of I would I would like feel guilty if I like missed a Sunday at church. Like and David spoke uh, about guilt though the week before, but but I would just like it. It, it wasn't like the idea that looks oh, like hey, I'm gonna go to church on Sunday. I'm gonna sit. I'm gonna hear a message and, and music, and then we're gonna leave and whether the music's good or not or whatever, that's a different conversation, right? right? But like, that's it, like that's all that religion, like that that's thats all it is for me. And then um, after uh, some series of events in my own personal life, I came to realize like, man, it's it, its not just about like, yes, like coming to church on Sunday morning is awesome, like you're, you're there with, with, with other people and worshiping together and hearing a message and that's awesome. But it's so much more than that, right? And it's not necessarily—we say this all the time at Whitewater—it's not a—it's not a, uh, a have-to thing, but it's a get-to thing, right? It's like, um, like for instance, with with uh, my wife, like, so it's not a necessarily a a have-to thing or an obligation that like, I take her out on a date, you know, or like do the, well, sometimes doing the dishes is an obligation. Yeah, yeah, that's real talk. Real talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, but, it, but it is an an opportunity,
1: right? But, it, uh, but it, you would also say, right, that the more we treat those things as obligations, like going on a date with your wife, the more you treat that as an obligation, the more it poisons the thing itself, right? Like if the date is, if date night is like, I guess I have to go on a date with my wife, then everything about date night stops being, this cool thing I get to spend time with my favorite human being in the world it becomes like okay we better do this thing right or else it's not going to be that's the the very act of treating it like an obligation is what kind of poisons it and takes it from something that's cool and life-giving into this like legalistic thing that kind of sucks the soul out of you right oh yeah totally it's like if
2: Friday night is like a a have to thing, mm-hmm. then it's like I'm gonna kind of roll my eyes and be kind of resenting that 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 day, right? Yeah. But but if if I if it's like man, I get to spend uh, right. a, a couple hours with mm-hmm. the the most important person in, in my life, like physically other than Jesus here, mm-hmm. then like that's like one of the one of my favorite times of the week, or at least it should be, right? Right. And so I think sometimes um, our natural tendency. Is to get into a, a unhealthy or toxic routine, which sometimes we're referring to as religion, and make um, make Jesus or God or church or whatever that looks like for you this uh, have to thing instead of a get to thing. When in reality, it should like know yeah, it should. There you go. Mm-hmm. I, I Going there again. No, I get right? it. But it's like man, yeah. like it should be like if if say like my wife or maybe you have kids or. Uh, or close friend, or picture how how much you love them, like how, how awesome they are, right? And then compare that to like the God of the universe who created like everything, like the stars and the planets and, and all that stuff compared to like, you know, it, it, it kind of puts things into perspective. It's like, man, like if Friday night date night is one of the, my favorite times of the week, then c- compared to that, like, my relationship with
1: God like this Aww. is one of the things that would bring me a whole lot of joy you know. So one of the things that I find that that helps me to have joy in things that I do because like um, some of the activities that I think of as spending time with God activities maybe they're not it's like is that really that exciting like are you really that excited to break out your Bible or yeah. just go on a walk <laughs> and pray like I hate I hate walking I hate taking walks my my wife's like do you want to take a, go on a walk with me? It's like. I will go on a walk with you, but the idea of going on a walk in general is like, oh, if we can race, that's okay. But um, everything's a competition. I have a—I have a sickness, but uh, but what I find is that, man, meaning is part of what brings joy to a lot of things, right? And you kind of covered—you touched on this a little bit this morning, like the fact that. Um, that our relationship with God is meaningful, and that He gives meaning to our life, g- brings joy through things that otherwise might not be joyful, mm-hmm. right? So we go through these hard times in life, but if the, if if we're able to look at these hard times and say, "Oh, even in this, I see meaning," there's still this capacity for joy. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of where you're going with that? Yeah, and you know, you you mentioned joy, and uh, I
2: didn't get to talk about this as much as I wanted to in my yeah. sermon, uh, but there is a difference between joy. And happiness, Mm -hmm. and let let me explain. So, um, I don't know about you guys, but if if donuts were healthy for me, then then bakeries all over Cincinnati would be in trouble, right? I mean, I I love donuts, and they make they make me happy until about the third one, and then my my stomach starts to hurt, and it's (laughs) kind of like this uh
1: self-indulging chaos i guess I, is what i would call it you know can i just say and i, I hate to be the guy that now says this because people used to say this to me and i'm like wow you're freaking old but now let me just say it's i'm like 10 years older than you it just gets worse, man. Because <laughs> in my twenties, it's like ah, three donuts—that's a healthy breakfast, right? And now I'm like, oh, I must hate myself if I do that. So it, it, I'm just saying, it, it just gets worse. <laughs> a lot of things about getting old get better, but metabolism is not one of them. Warning. For me, at least. Warning taken. Yeah. That's
2: it. <laughs> uh, Live so, it up. So that's like that's happiness. But what if is it possible that there could be a source of happiness and joy? That didn't necessarily come from our current circumstances; that it came from something deeper, mm-hmm. and I think that's why, um, if you see, um, perhaps you know somebody who is um, um, just it, just excited about their r- religion or relationship with God, and I think um, they would probably tell you that that's like the joy, um, and, and the the reason why they can have joy is because they know that Jesus like. Died on the cross for their sins, and so they are eternally forgiven for those sins. Which we think, like, okay, we've Connor, come on, we've heard this a million times, but if you if you kind of stop and think about it, I don't know about you guys, but my sin list is like <laughs> long and heavy, and you know, like all that good stuff. But the fact that like Jesus died for all those things so that I can walk in freedom. Like man, like I don't have to have guilt anymore. I don't have to have shame any anymore. I don't have to worry about what other people think about me. I mean, oh my goodness, that's like a whole sermon series
1: in and of itself of sure. being mm-hmm. worried about what other people think about me, right? Well, nobody, nobody else struggles with that, Connor. That's just you. Uh, Certainly no. not Lori and I. We never, we never struggle with that at all.
0: Well, my so when people talk about like having that lifelong guilt from growing up in a religious family or a church background. I That I don't relate to because I didn't grow up in a church family. So I guess in some ways I always think I wish I would have found my faith younger in life. Mm-hmm. But sometimes maybe I don't because I don't carry that guilt around with mm-hmm. me naturally. Right. Um, I'm not sure that's a good thing because that means for all the years... Before I became a Christian, I just didn't have a whole lot of guilt over anything. So it probably <laughs> wasn't good. But so, like, when I miss church on Sunday, I don't generally feel guilty mm-hmm. about it, like you had mentioned earlier, Connor. Mm-hmm. But I do just feel, get like sad because I don't mm-hmm. like, I love coming to church so much um, that. I don't like the two weeks that go in between being here. Even yeah, if I'm sure. on vacation or, yeah. or watching it online, it's just not the same. So I don't carry around all of that guilt. But as I grow further in my faith, I'm definitely more – I'm definitely harder on myself sometimes over my own decisions or just mm-hmm. think about them more, you know, before I do things. Well, I think a little I, bit harder.
1: I think being intentional about things is important. But uh, – But, you know, what Jesus says when we read his own words, he says, look, if you're heavy, burdened, and weary, you should be coming to me because my – he uses like a farming analogy, right? Like uh, he talks about a yoke. Like think of an oxen, Uh you know, yoked up to a plow. He says my uh, yoke is easy and my burden is light. And the reason for that is not that um, because there's no work to be done or anything like that. What what that's saying, though, is that like a lot of us tend – left to our own devices to just add stuff on until we just feel exhausted. Mm-hmm. Mm. And there is there is something, as you're saying, Connor, there's something that's freeing about, um, like, I don't have to please everybody in the world. I just have to please one. Mm-hmm. And he's already pleased with me. And there's nothing I can do to make him not love me. Yeah. You know, and, and that kind of, that kind of realization changes your life in a way that nothing else can. Can I use an analogy on this real quick? Yeah. Uh, I... When I was learning to drive, everything was always like, how fast can I go? So I was always the person who's like, okay, how fast can I go on this road without getting in trouble? I remember one time I'm driving down uh, I-69 from Chicago to Indianapolis, and I'm driving as fast as I can, and this car pulls up next to me, and I start drag racing with this car, and I'm in like an 83 Honda Accord, right? So I'm not really. So he he you know he passes me and then pulls away. And as he pulls past me, I realize it was actually a state trooper that I was racing with, and we were going way over the speed limit. And so he just like left me in the dust. So I was like, oh okay, I really probably need to slow down a little bit. But um, but but I was like, I'm you know I was a teenager. I was a twenty-something. I'm invincible. I can do whatever I want. So I would you know rules were made to be broken. Traffic rules were made to be broken, right? That's, And that was how I drove right up until um, the first day that I drove home with my daughter from the hospital. And I remember driving. Uh, she was born a Good Samaritan. I remember driving down um, McMillan. Uh, and I look, and there's all this traffic lined up behind me. I was like, "What? Are, what's the problem with them? And I looked down, and I was doing, like, 25 <laughs> miles an hour. Huh. It's like all of a sudden I got precious cargo, and it's like I got to drive real slow and careful. And so, you know, you could have enforced every rule that there ever was about driving regulations to make make me try to drive safely. And I'm not saying we shouldn't have traffic rules like go ahead. But mm-hmm. but you could have given me a lot of tickets and I would have done as much as I could do to get right up to the line. You know, whatever I could get away with, that's what I was going to do. That's that's kind of what. Religion is that is the, like if I'm following the rules you can't get you know You can't get me because I'm following the rules and I think a lot of us do that with God We're like God. I'm following the rules. You can't get me right, but then what really changed for me is when I had something That was way deeper than any of the and now I'm way more careful I'm a way more careful driver and a better driver and a more alert driver than I ever was before But you could at this point in my life You could get rid of every traffic violation that ever existed and I would still drive safely I don't need those anymore to keep me safe because what keeps me safe is thinking about, like, this is how, for a while it was, this is how I want to drive with my kids in the car. And now it's this is how I want to drive because my kids are watching me drive. Yeah. And so now I'm, you know, my daughter points out when I don't come to a complete stop, you know, who was a baby back in 2007. Now she says, Dad, did you stop on that stop sign? (laughs) of course I did, daughter. (laughs) I would know. So the... The internal taking things uh, instead of like being externally motivated to being internally motivated that for my driving, that was a big thing. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of what we want to see happen in our spiritual lives as well. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's kind of what this is all driving towards. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of so back to like
2: my upbringing. And so when I figured out that that my connection or relationship or whatever you want to say, my relationship with God wasn't necessarily about a list of do's and don'ts, right? That I have to mm-hmm. do this, this, and this, and yep. if I don't do this, this, and this, then we're good. That it, when I realize that it's not about my own efforts, but about what God has done uh-huh. for me, That's that right. I am His precious cargo, and He sent His Son Jesus to prove it, then I like it, it's like a whole different um, operating system that you go mm-hmm. on. It's like no longer do I have to do these things. No longer is it an obligation, but it's a it's a get-to thing. Like this is, this is awesome. Like from this right. point on, and so I, uh, if we could, I'd love to. To one of the things that, um, that helped me, is that um, there's a story of Jesus in, in the Gospels of where he heals a guy on the Sabbath, and uh, talk about religion. Um, there were these religious leaders who had had all these extra rules, um, on on the Sabbath. And there's there's a lot of beliefs on the sabbath stuff i don't want to go there but but all i know is that jesus healed a dude on the sabbath and then these religious leaders were upset at him for healing on the sabbath and so it is one of the saddest things is when people who consider themselves to be religious right um, miss uh, miss helping other people because of the rules that they would say god put in place but in reality <laughs> when when God put the sabbath in place he never ever ever uh, meant for a rule to become more important than a person and so that was one of the things that we talked about this morning is that one of the ways to really be be joyful and to, and to be happy is to is to serve somebody like to mm-hmm. to 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 help somebody to kind of get out of our own world and so i don't know what that looks like for you we've got so many um, all different kinds of opportunities here at Whitewater. If you're like Connor, I don't even know what that looks like or where to start that. But, um, but whether it's at Whitewater or somewhere, just some sort of um, organization that their mission is larger than you. I would say go there and volunteer there and 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 see how that that helps you like generate joy. And I promise you, it won't.
1: You will not be disappointed. Yeah. I'm with you, man. I, I think that for me personally, the things that I, you know, when I want to get, when I do stuff for myself, that's something that never gets filled up, right? Like there's never an amount to which I can indulge myself to where I'm like, now I'm good. I've got everything. I'm, or maybe there is, and I just haven't hit it yet, right? No, I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. Like there's not, but when we, it, it doesn't ever feel fulfilling to give to ourselves, but when we give to other people consistently, it's like, wow, that felt really good. So we do things for ourselves because we think, man, no, I'm for self-care. I'm not, I'm not saying, like, mm-hmm. treat yourself terribly. But I am saying that we, ten, we tend to believe the lie that if we just focus all of our energy on making ourselves feel better or do better, that life will be better for us. But actually what tends to happen is the more we do for others, um, the more we benefit. So that's kind of the way God's you know we say talk about God's economy, right? Is that it's not it's not just that you're doing you do well by doing good. You're not just doing well by helping when you help somebody else. It doesn't just help them; it also helps you. And, Mm -hmm. And one of the best things we can do for ourselves is to not focus on ourselves and to focus on other people. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And I think in so many ways that was what Jesus was trying to communicate to these religious leaders: is that like, dude. When religion or when rules become more important than people, like that, that is one of the the things that I think made Jesus even angry, um, and and I and obviously I think it makes the culture and people angry too. That when when rules are more important than people, then that becomes a problem. And I would say that if you read the Bible, that is never the case. That 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 like. Jesus said that the law is summed up in these two things is to love God and love people you know (laughs) like that's like that's it you know like we don't need to talk anymore you know that's like love God and love other people you know Um, and so man I I would encourage you to do that maybe um, maybe you have um, been walking in we've been talking about religion right and maybe you're thinking to yourself man I've kind of had maybe I've prioritized some rules over some people well if that's the case, and you got a person in mind, I would just I would just encourage you to give them a call. It doesn't have to be this ultra extremely crazy um, uh, come to Jesus moment or something, right? But I think that that you intentionally reaching over your rules, right, and and prioritizing them will say a lot to that person. Um, just and and hey, getting out of your comfort zone and stuff, and if at it anything, it'll make you feel better about yourself because you're prioritizing people over rules. And I don't know about you,
1: but that sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. All right.
1: Thanks, Connor. Well, man, anything else you want to tell us before we start wrapping everything up? No, I would say
2: um, go cats. Oh, Uh, I knew that was coming. uh, I went there. No, this is like one of my favorite times of the year. Which Uh, cats? Wildcats. Oh, sorry. He's I should have clarified. clarified. It's a team. Kentucky. Okay. It's, a, yes. well, it's a sports, sports ball, but yes. there's
0: there's UC. There is UC. So I'm like, which cat? And I
2: am cheering for UC. I don't think that the cats and the Wildcats and the Bearcats will. I don't think that they'll play together. But uh, but if they do, you're gonna vote for the non-home team. We get it. Yeah, I would. I would vote for Kentucky. I and doing. I would probably cheer for him, too. But more power to the Bearcats here. Um, my in-laws are Buckeyes fans, so please pray for me. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. But really, thank you for, uh, for tuning in and listening. Um, yeah, like I said, if you if you need um, an avenues for you to serve or like what we talked about just a few minutes ago, um, feel free to reach out. Love to connect with you. And I'm sure that uh, Lori and Micah can fill you in a little bit more detail yes well in the time we've got left
1: uh i've got a joke do you have a joke
0: oh my gosh no you do yours i have a joke all right Uh, it's your turn you're david always does the joke david
1: does the joke i I, I tried to be prepared no no no, no, no. you do yours
0: okay because i think this can be okay funny all right so there will be a meeting of the church board immediately or there will be a meeting of the church board immediately following the service announced the pastor After the close of the service, the church board gathered at the back of the sanctuary for the announced meeting, but there was a stranger in their midst, a visitor who had never attended their church before. My friend said the pastor, I could hear David saying this, didn't you understand that this is a meeting of the board? Yes, said the visitor, and after today's sermon, I suppose I'm just about as bored as anyone else who came to this meeting. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like that's all of us after a David Vaughn sermon. Oh!
1: Oh, 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 it hurts! Hopefully David's not listening right now. Shots have been fired. That's it. All right, well, we've got about a minute left, so i got one as well. Is that all right? Can we double up? Yeah. So my wife and I were driving um, through Ohio. I know this is mostly an Indiana audience, but we are driving through Ohio, and we were uh, driving up and we kept seeing the sign for this town that I, I insisted was called Coshocton, right? And we just couldn't agree on how the place was, uh, how to pronounce the name of the place. And so we just were, it was getting heated in our car. Like we just kept arguing about it and arguing about it. And so I said, okay, fine, we're going to pull in somewhere and we're going to ask somebody how to pronounce the name of the town, right? She's like, fine, fine, fine. So, we're, we, so we pull in, we see a restaurant, we pull in there. And we go in, we get our food, and the waitress comes, and uh, we say, hey, before we get our food, can you just clarify for us, like, how do you pronounce the name of this place where we are right now? This waitress looks at me like I've got three heads, and she leans over the table, and she says, Taco Bell.
2: Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) And with that,
1: (laughs) Connor just got it. Wow. With that edifying uh, oh, close, I think we're going to wrap up. Rev, hey, thank you for joining us for Rev this week. <laughs> Our goal for this is just that uh, you get a chance to rev up your life, uh, rev up your walk, rev up your uh, your spiritual life, and just rev up your week. So I pray that uh, that this has been a great and meaningful week for you. And uh, as always, if you've got questions about anything going on with uh, with, sh- with your spiritual life, or you've got questions about God, you want to dive into some some uh, some new things, we'd love to have you over at Whitewater Crossing on 128 and. Uh, Uh, just north of 50. And uh, thank you. We're we're here every Sunday and and now coming up every Thursday. So we're excited about that and look forward to what's coming. Thanks, guys.